and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at katherineplano.com. And as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers, where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is an amazing stuff available for you only if you sign up to the email list and you can do that by going to katherineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. This week, as always, we have another super amazing guest for you. We have Cassandra Bodzak. Cassandra is the best-selling author of Eat With Intention, Recipes and Meditations for a Life That Lights You Up. And she's also the founder of the online Mind, Body, Soul Support Community. Cassandra teaches women who want to have it all, and we're talking about big, juicy lives. And for those that want to make peace with their body, quiet their mind, reconnect with their soul, and all of this by creating rituals using food, meditation, and self-care to create sustainable success and well-being. Her mission is to assist women in tapping back into their body's wisdom so that they can break free from negative self-talk, emotional eating, and trying every new fad diet and redirecting that energy towards truly living a life that lights them up from the inside out. She has been dubbed a spiritual leader by Well and Good and is the mindful cooking show host of Eat With Intention TV, or you may know her as the happy, healthy living guru from ABC's The Taste. Cassandra speaks all over the country, works with a select group of clients one-on-one and enjoys spending her free time on the beach in Santa Monica enjoying life. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
So today, as always, we have a super amazing woman for you, Cassandra Bodzak. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. We were just um, having a bit of a chat on the difference in temperature at your <laughs> end of the world, which is really hot in summer. So you're wearing a lovely light dress and I'm wearing about four or five layers because it's nice and cold in Melbourne. Isn't that magical that we can still talk and be in completely polar opposite climates? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So Cassandra, the way that we love to start the show is always with our unique story. So what is your unique story? Tell us what inspired you to do what you do today. So um, my story is kind of like a two-part process. And it began when I was 21, when I was in college is when I had my first kind of mini awakening, I would call it. Um, and it was around my body. I had a lot of um, body image issues, a lot of disordered eating. I just struggled a lot with my body growing up. And it hit a peak when I was in college because I had no supervision. So I was um, being very restrictive, taking diet pills, over-exercising. And I got to this point where all of a sudden I started getting these crazy stomach pains. Um, where I could barely walk. I was like not going to some classes. My teachers were like, this is so not like you. What's going on? And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I thought it was maybe something to do with my period. Um, I had no idea. And then when they wouldn't stop, um, after a month, I was like, okay, it's not, it's not period related. Um, I started going to the doctors and began kind of that story that I guess maybe you hear a lot where they do all the tests and nobody knows what's wrong. And the whole time I just had this really deep feeling inside me that this was kind of like my body's intervention with me. Um, and that was just saying like, I knew what I was doing wasn't healthy, wasn't right for all these years. And I felt like my body was finally putting its foot down. So I had my first like, you know, um, bathroom floor moment, come to Jesus, surrender moment, whatever you want to call it. Um, when I was 21 and I started talking to my body, um, kind of out, out of nowhere, quote unquote, you know, and it was just like, all right, like it's me and you, like nobody knows what's going on. I want to help you. Please show me what to do. And, you know, after a series of pretty, um, synchronistic events, I was led to looking into food allergies and going on an elimination diet, which is very different than, um, you know, the kind of quote unquote dieting I was doing before. Um, an elimination diet is like the, the OG way to figure out which foods could be causing flare ups or sensitivities for you. So I went through that process, figured out that I had a lot of food sensitivities, um, pretty much healed myself without any help of doctors. And, and, and I got a new lease on life once I got my energy back and, and that's when, you know, the biggest part of my journey started where I started teaching myself how to cook because I had this really small palate and I was in college. So, you know, I was in a sorority. I was, you know, in the bunch of the shows in college and I had like a very normal college life, but I couldn't eat a lot of the food um, in the normal college dining areas. So I started cooking for myself and I taught myself how to cook in this like tiny little kitchen and, um, and I started feeling amazing. And then that's when my blog started my senior year of college, um, which was just a healthy 
cooking blog or it was like an allergen free cooking blog where I would kind of share some of my recipes for ways to have things that maybe you were missing, um, like brownies or mac and cheese, things that I could no longer have. I would share like my new renditions on it. And I honestly just was like, it was kind of like therapeutic for me. I never ever thought of it as a business. Um, I graduated, was living in Manhattan, was um, an actress at the time. And that was going really well. I was really happy with um, acting. But I always loved having my blog. And I always loved cooking and recipes. And that was just became such a big part of my life because now it was just part of who I was. It was kind of like dealing with food sensitivities and taking care of my body. And I really had a completely new relationship with my body. And so my second big moment, my eat, pray, love bathroom floor moment um, was when I was 25 and I found out that my little brother got diagnosed with um, this pretty rare autoimmune disease that's usually only found in men over 50 um, called primary sclerosing chloringitis. <laughs> and um, he's uh, stable now, which is amazing. But there are some pretty scary um, life expectancies around the disease. So I crumbled completely when I heard the news and I looked it up, which is like the worst thing you can ever do when you find out someone gets diagnosed with something is look on the internet. Um, and that was when I had my like talking to God moment. Um, because that night I really didn't, I just, I didn't understand how I literally did not know how I was supposed to like wake up the next day and like pretend that life would ever be okay. Um, and I'd never come across that kind of a crossroads before. Um, and that's when, you know, I spent the night crying in my shower and talking to God, yelling at God. Um, and I finally fell asleep around five in the morning. And when I woke up, I decided to try to meditate and I've never looked back. <laughs> I I dove off the deep end with meditation because it was literally like life support for me in those first few months and then became life support. It was continued to be life support through a lot of my brother's surgeries and his health journey. Um, until this day is still a very crucial part of my life that I see as a complete non-negotiable. Um, and that's when I found my spiritual path. That's when I really opened up to saying like, hey, I don't know how to do this on my own anymore. And I don't know how to find, like for a while I was like, how do I find joy in life again? Um, and it was through that journey that I ended up, I got went to like a Buddhist monastery in Brooklyn, took meditation classes, went to Kundalini Yoga, um, found like Wayne Dyer, found a course in miracles, started doing a course in miracles, started doing, you know, did, I did all of the things. <laughs> I chased through the smorgasbord of spiritual, um, you know, delights and then kind of created the ones that I resonated with the most as part of my self-care regime. And naturally, because I was already blogging about the food, I also started weaving some of the, that into my blog. And um, I started cooking more than ever because it became something that I just needed to do to to make myself feel good like if anyone's ever that's listening has ever been in one of those times you're like 
I don't know how to feel happier. Like, I don't know how to move past this thing. You know, one of the most basic, I think, human instincts that we have sometimes is like, okay, well, what is like a really, you know, doable thing today that I can do that I know brings me joy? Um, and in those moments, for me, it was always like cooking. It was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I, I don't have the energy to do much else today, but, you know, let me go in the kitchen and like, you know, make, make something right. That always like made me feel a little bit better. And so my blog started randomly flourishing without really, again, much intention, um, around business stuff for me. I ended up getting a call from ABC, got on a, a show called the taste with Anthony Bourdain, um, and was able to showcase my healthy cooking a little bit on ABC for, um, uh, several episodes that season and it kind of launched me into this whole new life and, and I really during the filming of that it was really clear to me that this was my more of my spiritual purpose in life was to help empower people and to help share um, share what I had learned and so after that that's kind of how everything everything began and you know then there were books and there were other programs and there was clients and, and all the other things happen after that. But it was really those like kind of two pivotal moments that really rocket launched me into different stratospheres each time. Wow. So I've got a few things. I, I think that what a massive a radical shift going from an eating disorder to um, what you do today uh, and with your book, Absolutely. Eat With Intention. I think that's awesome that, you know, and I, I always say things happen for us, not to us. So you can see that listening to your journey, you've definitely have gone through a massive journey and, uh, wow, what a transformation that you've um, uh, created for yourself. So I guess there's a couple of things because I'm sure there's uh, a lot of young 20-plus-year-old 20, 20 uh, women and men uh, who actually are so focused on their body and it's not an uncommon thing at that age because I guess it's also there's a there's a there's a number of reasons sometimes it's because peer group pressure or I remember in the 80s we had all those nice slim models that influenced our eating habits uh, and it's also it's a control thing too isn't it sometimes it's Absolutely. this is the only thing I can control and so some people go really extreme with it yeah so how does one talk to their body because that's your, your when you were saying I started talking to my body and this is where you identified that you had obviously sensitivity uh, and then you did this elimination process what exactly do you do to talk to your body so I mean that first time it was nothing uh, it was nothing elaborate or fancy I was literally laying on my bed because I was in so much pain I could barely move I was on my back on my bed Put one had one hand uh, like right around my navel area, one hand um, a little bit above it towards my heart area, and I was crying. And I just started talking, like just as you would talk to like a friend in the room. Um, I just started saying like, like body, I, I'm so sorry for all I've done to you. I'm so sorry that I've hated you so ferociously for so long. I'm so sorry of the torture I put to you you through for the chemicals I've put in you for the food I've denied you like I just like I kind of gave my penance to my body um and this was like very um it was it was from a place of desperation I mean now I I, I have walked clients through doing that you know intentionally of being in that space and just 
setting a time aside for them where it's, it's almost like meditating, right? Where you're with yourself and whether you want to lay down or you want to sit up, it, it is fine. Um, and you just put your hands on your body, wherever resonates with you. I like the heart and the solar plexus. Um, but wherever, you know, if you, if you have something going on in your ovaries, you want to put your, your hands on your ovaries or on your thighs or whatever, whatever area resonates with you that needs your loving touch and just start talking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually in the book recommend, um, and with some of my clients, I have them write a letter to their body. So I have them write a letter to start this communication, um, like an actual physical letter. And I have them write out whatever they want to say to their body, whatever penance they want to make, whatever, you know, they want to apologize for. Because, you know, even if you don't like it, I feel like every single person has a complicated relationship with their body. (laughs) I don't think any of us escape it on the earth plane. Uh, We just have varying degrees of it, you know, but we all have some level of, you know, interesting relationship with this like earth suit that we're here in. Um, And all of us can benefit from from making peace with it and having it not be uh, an obstacle in our lives. So I had them write out this letter to their body, you know, you know, apologizing for things, perhaps asking for something, you know, you know, if it's something like, well, I don't understand why I still have this rash on my arm, or I don't understand why you're still breaking out. I feel like I'm trying everything. Like an honest letter about what's going on, as if your body was another human that could write back. And then I have them, right after they write that letter, channel a letter from their body. And I'm like, don't even think about it. Your body's writing to you, and just let your pen go. And some of the things that come out of that exercise are completely groundbreaking for people. Um, and really, really powerful for them to hear their body say, Hey, I love you. I want you to feel your best. Like, let's be honest. You're not sleeping enough. Let's be honest. You're drinking too much alcohol or whatever, you know? Um, and so that's one, what's one thing that I, you know, can advocate for any of your readers that are resonating with this to do. And then the other one is, like I said, just being in that state where I have a, actually a guided meditation on my YouTube channel that guides you through. A meditation for talking to your body which some people find helpful because if you've never done it before and you're not in a desperado situation like I was sometimes it can feel uncomfortable <laughs> um, and sometimes you know you might be asking and might be like I'm not hearing anything right away and and I, I like to say it's kind of like anything any sort of communication you know when you when you meet someone for the first time you don't necessarily like you don't necessarily go from like hi to let's spend five hours on the phone. Um, you kind of have to build that relationship with your body if you haven't been talking to it for years. And and sometimes people hear things right away. And if not, just the act of showing up for it and being willing to listen and being willing to talk to it is such a loving gesture that it really builds that relationship with your being. Oh, I love that. I love the whole thing and writing a letter to uh, your body that's uh, very deep. So, Cassandra, if you had to give somebody a piece of advice because you've gone from, um, I guess, into a business that you didn't uh, – I. Th- think that you were going to turn into a business. So from cooking to writing your blogs to all the things that you're doing now, what kind of advice would you give somebody who would want to embark on a new path or a new career? Well, you know, I think you really have to be, there is this, I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan. 
And one of the things that they have said is um, allow yourself to be compelled to action. And I think that that's something that's really, really important that um, sometimes because, you know, you know, when I started my whole shindig, it was about 11 years ago. Um, and so I had kind of like the benefit of n being naive and actually not thinking this was a career path or that people were doing this or being an entrepreneur. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I had no idea what a life coach was. I didn't think anyone made money on blogs. And I think that was a benefit to me because I was so genuinely compelled to action from a desire in my heart for something that I really just wanted to share. And I really didn't care if it ever made me any money. Um, I wasn't doing it to look cool. In fact, I hid it from some of my friends. I didn't think it was cool. Um, and so I think that that's something that I really try to, you know, encourage people to is like, find what sets your soul on fire, find the thing that really excites you and get really clear on what that is. to so the point where you can't stop yourself from wanting to do it. Like you keep thinking about it. You like it's it, it almost like it, it becomes this thing that like lives inside of you that's ready to be born, right? These ideas we had, they gestate in us, you know, in our second chakra and 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 we're impregnated and just like a baby it takes 9 months, right, before it's ready to come out, you know, ideas and projects and and work things like that. I mean, a lot of them don't have 9 month, you know, term dates, but like they have their own divine term date and so I, I always try to help decipher for my clients like let's not do anything because we feel like we should do it right let's do it because we're compelled from you know our souls to do it um, when we're creating a business when we're creating a product when we're writing a book when we're doing whatever that thing is so I would I would check in with with that and then from that place I would really let fuel that energy that you have inside of you because everybody has their own particular recipe of self-saboteurs, of negative thoughts, of things that are essentially going to be, you know, the dragons you're going to have to slay to do the thing you want to do. And the more you cultivate that that fire within you, that 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 compelling force, the more you're magnetized in the direction of your dreams, the easier it will be for you to slay those dragons because the magnetic force will pull you through them. And so the ways you cultivate that are, which I think is really important, like making time on a regular basis to really connect to your why. Why do you want to do this? Who do you want to do it for? And don't just like, oh, I want to do this for working moms. No, no, no. Like I want to know the working mom you're doing this for you know like what are they doing what are they struggling what are they thinking about at night what do they dream for their lives like getting really specific on not only why you want to help and why this is like really important to you but also who you want to help and what's the best method for you to help them how can you um, combine that and I think that's the advice that I would give anyone that wanted to start a business um, or embark in a new endeavor to really uh, sign up for Mm, love that. And how does one make money out of a blog? Um, I honestly, I never did the the um, the conventional way. So I ended up getting again because I was so curious. I got certified as a holistic health coach, and I started having clients who read my blog. 
um, would email me and ask to work with me as a health coach. And so I never tried to make quote unquote money out of a blog. Like you can make money from sponsored posts, right? Like I make money now sometimes on my blog through sponsored posts. There are some people that run ads on their blog that you can make money from. I've never done that. I have no interest in doing that. Um, the, you know, I, for me, the blog or the content I put out in the world in general now, because we have like YouTube and Instagram and all the things is only like a foundation, um, for my books, my speaking engagements, um, my, my, um, group trainings and, and, and beyond, right. It's kind of like, well, a blog or your social media, the things that you put out, that's like your street cred. That's like what you give to people so that they know that you're someone that they can come to for some, you know, good, good help. Mm, love it. The other question we love to ask, Cassandra, is pain points. We believe everyone has pain points. What would be some of your biggest pain points uh, in business or in life? And how do you get to a solution? Mm. <laughs> well, one of my biggest pain points um, has been email um, and tech stuff, I would say, in my business. Um, I am like hands down, like more like I'm creative. I'm visionary. I love to write. I love to do videos. I love to, um, I have like ideas for days that never runs out. But when it comes to like, you know, we'll hit like a back end thing on like teachable and I want to pull my hair out and like toss everything in. That's when it helps to hire good people. Um, I think one of the best things I got, you know, I was talking to my mentor early on in business. And when I was at that crucial stage of growing, I realized that I was really handicapping myself from not hiring my weaknesses. Um, so once I got my assistant now, Bridget is like, and I've had, you know, other people that work for me, you know, and I have like hire a graphic designer, or hire someone to build out a website. I have found that like one of the best things you can do in business. And I know what people might be thinking right now, Ladies, men, whoever's listening, I did this a thousand percent before I was ready financially. <laughs> I was so scared when I first started hiring, but it was the best decision I ever made for my business because I would have sunk the ship by, you know, I mean, the emails at this point, it's great. Like I have, um, you know, my assistant in my inbox most of the time and then I come in and, and she makes it manageable. So the stuff that I see is a very small amount of the emails that we go through. Um, because that's one of those things that like, I just really don't like emails overwhelm me. We get like hundreds a day. It's exhausting. Um, and yet it's a completely necessary and great part of business business because that's when opportunities come. That's when clients come. There's so many good, good that comes through the inbox. So I think that was something that I needed to hire. And then other things that I do around that was I set myself um, I set a timer because there's still usually a lot of things that I have to personally respond to or fill out or whatever. So I'll set a timer for like 30 minute increments and I'll play like really fun, upbeat, like 80s music. <laughs> and I just like make it a thing. And I'm like, we're going to do a 30 minute like you. I'm just going to get through some stuff. 
Um, so that's been a big pain point and solution. And the same thing with the tech stuff is like, you know, it's just kind of, I think a lot of the battle is just knowing what your weaknesses are. Um, and then the same, um, you know, another pain point I think that you always go through is just finding the, the lines, um, around like your personal life and your business life. Cause I love, I love my business so much that I feel like if I was left in isolation, I would like never be bored working on my business. <laughs> and, um, that is a really great quality that I'm really grateful for because it has helped me endure a lot. Um, but at the same time, I've also gotten really good, um, in the past couple years of like, you know, being mindful of, you know, making plans with friends and, um, with my boyfriend and, and having like non-business hours, you know, like when, unless something like we were going through like a launch or there's something like super critical a project that's shooting tomorrow, like I'm not checking business emails when I'm, you know, out, out on a date with my boyfriend, right? I try to like make sure I'm scheduling time to hang out with my friends every week because it's super easy for me to fill those nights with work if I don't make that effort. And, and so that's been something that I've been, I've felt so much happier since I've been more on top of it. Mm. So Cassandra would love to maybe unpack your, your book a little bit, just for our listeners, uh, eat with yeah. intention. What would they expect out of the book? I know you've got beautiful recipes, meditation. Do you want to talk us through yeah. that a little bit? So the first half of the book, is kind of like a manual for, making peace with your body, loving your body, for becoming a food detective, um, and this is whether or not you have allergies or not, you can use it to figure out what foods am I eating that give me energy and what foods am I eating that bring me down or don't make me feel good or make me tired or brain foggy. Um, so I guide you through that process as well as figuring out um, different, showing you some like tips and tricks for how you can be more mindful around your eating and how you can figure out um, how you can tune into your body's wisdom and ask your body, hey, you know, whether it's about what you want to eat that night for dinner or if it's like, hey, do do you feel like you want to go to Soul Cycle this morning or do you feel like you maybe need some yoga today? You know, really uh, bringing the, reclaiming our power and giving it back to our body instead of kind of taking it away from a lot of, you know, a lot of times we give our power away to whatever fad diet we're following or whatever exercise advice we saw on Oprah, you know, and it's like, actually people out there don't know what's right for you. This book is all about you reclaiming the fact that you and your body know what's best. If you just take that mindful time to tune in and really ask it. And then of course it has 75 different recipes. They're all plant-based and every recipe has its own mantra and meditation. So it's like a little, uh, you know, spell of sorts, I suppose. Oh, I love it. Sounds awesome. So, Cassandra, as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick mm -hmm. one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? Mm, light. Light. Beautiful. Love it. And the other thing that we love to ask our woman of inspiration is to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three practical exercises or shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our audience today? Yeah. Um, so I think the first one would be 
the answers are always inside. Um, and to just remember that as you're going through um, whatever, whatever it is in your life, that the answer is always inside of you. Um, and it's never out there. It's never waiting for someone else to give it to you. You always know and you can trust your intuition. You can trust your body. Number two, going alongside of that, a daily meditation practice will change your life. Um, spending time every day by yourself, um, regardless of what meditation school you want to do, whether you want to listen to a guided meditation, whether you want to listen to Beyonce for five minutes with your eyes closed, like doing something where you sit, close your eyes and breathe, you know, for a consistent, um, time every day will completely shift um, how you move through the world. And the third um, would be that your thoughts create your reality. So whenever there's something in your reality that you're like feeling funky about, and you know, I will say to this, like this is like, you know, not obviously like with my brother's health, right? Like I was thinking thoughts of like, I hope Kenny gets sick, right? That's ridiculous. But um, on the on the level of like oh if you're like thinking like oh I'm so unhappy I'm so unhappy in my marriage right then like just start monitoring like how many thoughts are you thinking every day about being unhappy with your marriage and what if you just tried to shift some of those thoughts to like oh wow you know I actually do love it when he like brings dinner home when I know I've had a long day oh I actually kind of think it's sweet that he checks in on me when I have you know traveling or whatever you know um, we have so much power in our thoughts to change how we feel and the way we interact with our reality. And I think that that's something that, um, people completely underutilize. Mm, I love that. And also like the, uh, seek within for your answers. Don't seek, uh, external of yourself. I really like those three and that one. The especially. one. <laughs> mm. So Cassandra, where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Ooh. Yeah, you can find me um, either at CassandraBodzak.com or on Instagram at CassandraBodzak, Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook page called Cassandra Bodzak as well. Um, yeah, I'm everywhere, just my name. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for coming on the show, sharing your wealth of wisdom and your amazing story. Thank you so very much for your time and energy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.